Marmalade Pod, helping your brand stick and your customers stick around. Welcome to the latest edition of Marmalade Pod. This is Becky from Unimax Solutions and Claire from Make a Brew. And today we are talking about welcoming new customers into your business, whether that's just a, a friendly welcome or a full onboarding program. Um, creating a first impression can only ever be done once. And when you're bringing a new customer in, even if you've wowed them all the way through the sales process, this is the point where they really get to know you and your business and experience what you've sold to them for the first time. So getting it right can make or break a future relationship. So we've we've all had some really positive customer experiences and some negative ones. And nine times out of 10, it starts with the first impression. So Claire, what's important to you from a first impression and a welcome when, you, when you're becoming a customer? I think it's about feeling recognized and valued and listened to because sometimes you go into somewhere for example let's say i go in the apple shop Mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite shops i would buy everything in the shop if i could not that i need it i just like (laughs) the products and whatever so i normally when i have to buy something or go in there i know exactly what i've gone in Mm -hmm. there for i know exactly what i'm buying i appreciate some guidance for example i went in with my partner a few weeks ago to buy a new phone Mm -hmm. So we'd already done the research, which phone needed to be small, hand, so fit in the hand, fit in a pocket. Um, current iPhone is an iPhone 13, mm-hmm. but the choice was going to be the 12 because it was a definite upgrade from the 8 that mm-hmm. we'd got. And the sales rep, if you like, was really good because they just went through the fact that the 12 would be a vast improvement and a good choice. However, what did they... What, what was the prime use of the phone? Mm-hmm. Making calls, sending messages, sometimes doing emails, taking photos. Right, if taking photos is something you do, then can I just tell you about the difference between the 12 and the 13 in terms of camera mm-hmm. and what it can do and how it works in different lighting conditions, etc. So ultimately, we walked out of the shop having bought a 13. Mm-hmm. Because the salesperson did a job in listened to what we'd already decided and reasoned and just presented the options it wasn't a forceful sell mm-hmm. it was very informative and going in to purchase a phone of about 700 quids worth walked out spending nearly 1500 with the upgrade to the 13 and the apple care and an extra cable and a, a screen protector and a case just because they handled us in the right way mm-hmm. so that was fine for me I know there was going to be an upsell because you expect it. Like you go in McDonald's if, or any other fast food place and they always ask you, you want to go large. It's the most expected upsell in the world. Yeah. And it's kind of a, a blasé one now. Mm-hmm. Some people say yes, some people say no. But I think the, the, the way that I like to be treated as a customer is to be understood that I've done my research and I know what I'm talking about and I know what I want unless I ask the question to find out more. I don't need teaching how to suck eggs very often and I don't like it when I get told things that I already know mm-hmm. so for me it's about the salesperson or the business asking more questions and getting more information and actually understanding my level of understanding and responding in the right way 
much as I treat my customers, I always try to get a level of their knowledge and understanding by asking the right questions and then I can apply analogies to things to explain things and I'm often told that I explain things in a really simple way. Not simple to dumb it down, but simple so that my customers feel empowered because they understand the process of what's happening or what needs to happen and why. And I think if we all know what needs to happen and why, we, we've got comfort in that. Yeah, completely agree. What about you? What's, what's your sort of um, approach to that? I think very similarly, I like to feel listened to. I also, for me, it's really important that I feel like I'm being spoken to by an expert and somebody that's got a lot of knowledge. Now, don't get me wrong, if I, you know, I'm being welcomed into a into a business or, you know, to take the analogy, we've just done, I'm purchasing something from a store, I have got no objections with somebody saying, I'm training, fine. You know, I'm, I'm you know, usually that person that goes, give me the training, I'll, you know, I'll quite happily be a guinea pig, not a problem. But wherever I can, if, if I'm speaking to somebody that's not training, I expect a certain level of understanding from that person. And and I think that comes from kind of my corporate background of working in telecommunications and in service centres and contact centres, that it's important for me to know that whether I am a brand new customer, whether I have am being sold to or whether I have been a, a customer for ten years that somebody's going to take ownership over looking after me. I find that quite important um, because I feel like when I'm a new customer, if I feel like somebody wants to take care of my account, then I'll get a good level of customer service moving forward. I think that's the thing where a lot of, let's say, day-to-day services Mm -hmm. fall down because once you become a customer the service level changes yeah or it drops for example let's say insurance Mm -hmm. car insurance you come to renewal they give you a quote and then we're taught to go looking for another quote and the quote often goes into email that you've not even checked so you don't even know it's there yeah so and then you you go out there and you find another quote and you go back to them and you it's usually cheaper than their one and then they start messing about by saying, "Oh, we can, we can, we can have a look at that for you." I said, "I'm an existing customer. We're at renewal. Why didn't you give me your best price in the first mm-hmm. place to keep me?" And I, and I feel that that's a a massive area for improvement in those companies, not just insurance. For example, you might have Sky TV mm-hmm. or a TV subscription or something like that. I mean, I've had Netflix. I've cancelled it at the minute because it's summer and I'm out and about. Mm-hmm. I'm not sat in front of the telly like I might be in the depth of winter. And they've sent me so many emails. We miss you. Please come back. We've got these new programmes. This might be coming, whatever. And it's it's been borderline irritating, but mm-hmm. not quite. Then they've come up with, uh, come back a, and we'll give you a, a discount for so many months or something like that. If they'd asked me why I'd left, then they would have saved themselves all that time. And like I said, they've not annoyed me yet, but they're borderline on it if if they carry on, because it's been months now mm. since I, I stopped the subscription. So I think when in our businesses, 
or certainly small businesses when there's let's say less resource of people to take care of customers and do things i think that keeping people informed and educated or the education and information is mm -hmm. available if it's wanted and it's available in the way that it's wanted such as a video or reading something or listening to something if you think about nlp we all learn in different ways if you can provide all those different things and just do touch base calls to see how customers feel did you get the latest for example designs have you had time to look at it yet no right no problem have you got other things going on that's going to hold the project up not a problem i just do you want me to touch base again so we don't slip and we don't miss your deadline or it's about communication and making sure that it's not just a, once it's once you've done the sales part and brought the customer in it's how they're brought in and then how they're looked after and then also how it, the project's ended yeah at the other end of the scale yeah, very. Uh, so I've had a, a similar experience to you going back to the Netflix thing. Um, so I use Audible, um, and during the pandemic and lockdowns, I've not been using it as much because I primarily listen to Audible when I'm driving. So up and down the motorway, I can usually get a book in. Um, what Audible have done, which made me feel very valued as a customer, is I paused my Audible membership for six months because I'd built up some credits that I'd not used. So rather than paying $7.99 a month or whatever it is for the next six months, I've been able to not cancel the membership but pause it because they understand that their customers might have periods where they don't need the service as much. I'm still a customer. I'm not going anywhere and in six months it'll start up again. And I'll probably not notice, or I might need to start it earlier because I am doing a little bit more traveling now. But not having to cancel and having the option to pause it, I thought was really nice because I've not left. I've, yeah. I've just stopped for a while. Yeah, you've, you've taken you've taken a holiday. I have a similar experience recently. One of my customers has got a lot going off. The project we're working on, they've not got the time to give it what it needs and what I need to, mm -hmm. to the information I need to deliver the project. So we couldn't quite get a face-to-face -face meeting, which was the preference, because the client's got a lot going on. We tried for Zoom, that didn't work out, firefighting left, right and centre. So we had a voice call, mm -hmm. point of communication, and it's about understanding the customer's point of view and where they're at, and say, absolutely fine, we will just stop everything where it's at, there's nothing outstanding, or there might be one thing outstanding, just this month. You know where I am if you need me, if you need to pick something back up soon, if I can help you anyway, I'll be supportive. And what's a suitable amount of time that you want me to touch base regarding this project? Mm -hmm. Said, would you like me to leave it six months, wait till the end of the year? Not September, right? No problem. I will contact you in September about having a chat and see if you're in a position to pick the project up again. And it's about making the customer feel important and understood in every aspect of your service whether they are putting a pause on whether they've changed their mind or circumstances have changed and a project has to stop mm -hmm. you need to find out why take the learning from it make sure that it's a fair severance of the project so you're not out of pocket but neither is the customer paying for something that they've not had and it's about being gracious and managing that in a certain way just as it is 
when you bring on a new customer you, you need to look after them in the same way no matter what their reasoning is like say i think audible are brilliant at that they if netflix offered a similar thing i think they would keep more of their customers yeah yeah no agreed it's it makes you feel valued um i know in our business um we spend a long time putting together a welcome pack for new customers so we will go through the the sales process and once we begin our project um so with us once you've confirmed an order you then get past projects who put together a project plan the timeline that then gets sent off to the customer at the moment it once a customer gets passed over to projects at the same time they get a welcome pack sent to them and that includes information on what's happening next it thanks them for their business it tells them how excited we are to work with them it introduces the team and who's responsible for what and how they can contact us all and who to contact for what reason um it, it tells them a little bit about some other businesses that we've worked with and gives them a an overview of us as a whole obviously they've had a, a, a peek at that at proposal and quotation stage but this is much more focused about how we help our customers about what our company ethos is um about you know ongoing relationships who to contact for support um what our support timelines look like our, our general office opening hours all that kind of information and then we also have a section within there that is quite informative about other products and services that we offer not because we want to sell them but more so because we want our customers to be aware that we offer them because once you've built trust and you've established a relationship and you bring somebody on board those customers and i am very guilty of this don't always realize what other products and services they can get from their existing suppliers and it's important to us that they know what other things we can help them with especially when it comes to a systems point of view because if we brought somebody on to help with their sales for example they might not know that we can help with marketing or that we can help with a customer journey or we can help manage customer service cases so we package all that up as a piece of information they then get passed to projects so they'll get a timeline um they get communications throughout that project from a project manager how's it going how do the dates need to change and then if it's a CRM project, 30 days after go live, they'll get a phone call from me to find out how things are going. If it's a customer journey project, three months down the line, once they've had time to implement things, I'll check in again. And that for our customers, because we've asked for some feedback, makes them feel welcome, makes them feel valued, and equally is a resource that they can go back to at any point because this information is not available online. This information is only shared with our customers. It's a it's 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 a bespoke elite piece of information, um, and unless you're a customer, you've not got access to it. But what it does give them is a nice little repository of information that's unique to them, and and it, it adds that extra level of making them feel special. Yeah, I think from the work we did and the the onboarding and welcoming work mm -hmm. that I'm currently working through and putting together and improving in all honesty since we we did that process yeah. because i do a lot on video i'm including videos in my welcome mm -hmm. pack 
that will then explain the process and do things. So there's different ways that you can communicate with customers when something's happening. So you can write information, you can point people to links, you could send them audio clips, you could send them videos and different things like that. There's lots of different ways of including information or sharing information that will make that customer feel at ease. But you've again, we talk about authenticity. If it's natural to you as your business or yourself, it's a lot easier mm -hmm. for you to maintain and to do, and it doesn't become a chore to do. Again, if you can get support from the automation side of things, that once a project is identified or marked or tagged or labelled as a certain stage, that this automatically gets sent. Mm -hmm. But it also has to include a certain amount of personalisation, as well as the general information that might relate to this type of project, like you said, a CRM system yeah. or a customer journey project it's different information that's required but equally the, the business that's getting it's different so there has to be some way that you can edit it to personalize mm -hmm. it for them yeah and i think that's the the beauty of of your videos is that you can have a set of videos and you can record bespoke videos for people as well you can have a nice mix as you can in emails or in blog articles i think the difference with it from a video perspective is it's all very personable um people people engage with that really nicely and you know i've been to multiple networking events with you as as, as you know over the years and people always compliment your videos and there's always somebody mentioning them and i think bringing that through post sale helps you know your your new customers know that firstly it's not just a ploy to get customers it's how you are it's it's how you engage it's it, it's an authentic version of you you know we see a lot of people putting video out there and you don't actually know whether it's just a marketing thing or whether it's like how people actually are in their business with you it runs through from day one all the way through there's 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 multiple ways of video communication that you have from video emails uh, video linkedin messages all sorts of things and i think that authenticity not just on day one but all the way through through to customer service everything really makes a big difference and, and really makes customers want to stick around and ultimately that's the aim you know customers that are in project two three year two three and four they're the customers that are loyal there's no acquisition costs they're the ones that are going to recommend you and refer you and become your biggest fans and ultimately they're the ones that will bring you in the most profit and revenue so how can you onboard your customers what can you do to welcome them in a way that is manageable repeatable and personable we'd like to hear the things that you do or if you're struggling for ideas, get in touch. Becky will happily have a one-to-one a, a -one with you or an initial conversation with you. And if it's something that she can do to help you going forward, then I've not come across anybody better, to be honest, at the moment. Yeah, no, let me know if you want a chat. Um, and if you're also looking at a branding um, project or how you can bring your brand through to various um, 
areas within this onboarding and welcoming then um you know claire claire's got lots of um different options on her website to get in touch and book sessions and you never know you might get two of us for uh, for, for one if you pick us on a podcast day but we would we would love to hear from you um it's always nice to to get some stories and, and find out what everybody else is doing um but i have to say claire i think it's time for a brew it's always time for a brew Bye. See you soon.